Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ Podcast. I'm JT, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Joey. What's up, guys? How you doing? Just Mate. a note, I'm not dropping F-bombs on this one. Well, the algorithm will, will give you the love if you curse less. The corporate elites have spoken, and I have listened, sir. <laughs> we, so we've had our, a bunch of our YouTube videos, so yeah. this podcast on YouTube too, for those that aren't watching it on YouTube. And uh, YouTube has been knocking us back on advertising revenue. They have. We took a little dip. We took a dip because apparently I'm swearing too much. Well, me too, but yes. Yeah, apparently I, I, I'm the leader in terms of total <laughs> F-bombs per episode. <laughs> I sneak them in there. It's just part of the vernacular, you know. It I is. just get it smooth, you know. It's smooth. an Australian thing. Cursing is an art. And, it is. And especially in Australia, if someone curses well, you can kind of respect it. It's like rap. You're like, oh, that was it's a good use of curse words yeah good command of the language if you will yeah but if you're a, you know a san franciscan tech guy and you're like that's inappropriate behavior. <laughs> uh, 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 delete so yeah guys if you're wondering why there's a certain amount of edits and you know you're like why is, why do they keep going <laughs> so well, we did that on a few episodes right we have because the reality is thanks for persisting with the ads when they pop up we know they're not ideal but the reality is we don't get paid to do this show no. And we put many, many hours per week into it and we've got Jules who works on it and he gets paid. And so we've got to keep this thing alive somehow. And so the advertising revenue for us is kind of that little piece that keeps it going. It is a thing. So uh, while we're not going to sell out completely, we're willing to sell out just a little bit. Yeah, we, 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 we will be more polite. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about grip strength training for BJJ. Now, we have talked about this before and more generally different types of grip strength, but we're going to go more specifically today. We're going to talk gi. We're going to talk no gi. We're going to talk a slightly different grip you've maybe never heard of and maybe go back and forth on what that grip should be called. And then we're going to talk about elbow health and, and grip health because this is the other side of it. Uh, if your forearms, wrists, and fingers are so jacked up, you can barely, you know, sign your autograph. <laughs> you can barely pick up a pen. That's where you- finger painting was invented for. <laughs> 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 if you're struggling, you can't be strong. So we're gonna we're gonna go through all the ins and outs, but we're gonna actually start at the top with it is different to train uh, grip strength for gi versus no gi, and let's kind of get into that. All right. So the way I, I break this down, my friends, is relating it to being able to fully close your hand, whether you've got a sleeve, a lapel, your ability to be able to form a fully closed grip, a full crimp so to speak, the crimping is kind of vernacular taken from rock climbing, uh, requires a different type of grip to no-gi, which is not a fully closed grip. Right. Because so, you're not gripping fabric in no-gi, you're gripping limbs. Gripping limbs. And it's, yep. it's very rare that you actually get the opportunity to latch onto something in no-gi. Yeah. Whereas if you're grabbing pants or you're grabbing the belt, you close that grip and you're like, I got this sucker. Yeah. I'm not letting this go. Especially if it's advantageous like you play spider guard or whatever you might be doing. So let's talk about how you can develop your grip strength for gi training and, and, and how you would approach it. So the thing that I find if we can relate the different types of grip is there is more 
isometric strength involved because you set your grip and you're, you're looking to keep it. Whereas the gripping in, in Nogi is a bit more dynamic. You, like you get it, it's slippery, you're sweating, you've got to grip, regrip. So how can you train your grip strength in that way? One of the ways that we, we do like to do it with the Bulletproof for BJJ program is doing various types of hangs. So whether that's a, like a, just an active hang with your arms straight, you've still got that full grip, uh, like a 90-degree hang, uh, which is super tough. I actually find that probably harder almost than this third ver- variation, which is chest to bar. Yeah. And chest to bar is just, in terms of isometric, like gripping, pulling, it's back elbows. It's so challenging. Yeah, and uh, that's that's really the truth. I I find that that when I come back to if I haven't been doing enough hanging or pulling, and I've gotten a bit heavier, which I have, that will that'll find you out. Yeah, you feel that straight yeah, away. Yeah. So just to clarify, the isometric piece for folks who aren't familiar with that term is just when you're um you're gri- you're gripping onto something and you're holding that. So it's a contraction that you're holding in a static position mm. for a period of time versus uh, gripping and then letting go. Gripping and letting go, which we're saying no gi is kind of a little bit more like that. Yes. Has the isometric piece, but you think about it in the gi, you establish your guard, you get your grips, and you might be battling for minutes. two, three minutes yeah. holding those same grips. I don't because I don't have that kind of isometric strength. <laughs> like I just – I hate it's, it. It's brutal. Yeah, and so I think it's – um. You know, but the people who are the people who are real nifty guard players, they will not let that thing go for the entire round. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's horrible. Why can't I break this? Why switch the gigs? I hate those guys. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was more like those guys. But uh, another way that you can approach this is the um, farmers walk carry. That's another great way. Like you know, and you don't need to have huge handles to do it. You could have some kettlebells or dumbbells, but picking like a medium weight and just gripping it and then holding it for as long as you can, this is a fantastic way to really train your like isometric grip strength, but also uh, grip strength endurance. Right, yeah. And, and what this can speak to as well is the development of your uh, tendon and ligament strength. Uh, rock climbers do a lot of hangs. They do it at various grips, but they will, they will time themselves and they'll just hang because they're just trying to build up that connective tissue all the way through because there's a little bit of muscle in your hand, but it's mainly sinew. Yeah. So you actually have to get those things quite strong. So on that, if we're looking – like if we're talking between gi and no gi, you're trying to develop this isometric strength piece. You were saying like full crimp, which is more of a gi grip because yep. the fabric is thin. Yep. So and you, you close, close your, your fist around that thing and you got it. And maybe it opens a little bit, but essentially it's quite a closed grip versus no gi where it's more – you're gripping a, a thicker object. Yeah, half – uh, like a half crimp, so to speak. Would you say that there's benefit to a a, a gi jiu-jitsu practitioner also training more open grips like that as well as closed? Yeah, definitely. I guess the reason why we're trying to like space it out the way we are, if you are someone who just does no gi, it, there wouldn't be much benefit in you doing gi pull-ups. Yeah. Like, yeah it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there, there would be definite benefit to a, a, a pure gi player strengthening their grip at different ranges. But if you are not experienced and say you're early in jiu-jitsu and you're like, well, how do I get better doing – doing, and it doesn't mean, oh, you have to do gi pull-ups because there's plenty of people out there who can't even do normal pull-ups. Yeah. So you want to add a gi in there, just takes it up another level again. You can do gi rows, by the way, if you're one of those people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Put it on the rings, whatever, you know, if you really want to. 
Yeah, that's that, it's good variation. Yeah. Even though this sounds a bit like a bit too specialized or a bit nerdy, if you're thinking what way can I train my grip which will translate and if you're on board with the analogy which is the full closed and the half, you want to spend more time doing uh, grip training that involves your fully closed grip if you're training in the gi. Yeah. But if we, we switch that now and we start to talk about no gi and we talk about like a, a half crimp or, or an unclosed grip, um, we can talk about fat grips because this they've become quite popular. I have a I have a pair and they're phenomenal. I've got a pair too. Don't use them that much at the moment. <laughs> it's great for developing uh, forearms and biceps. Really good for pulling actions more so than pressing. But uh, even thick bar training. Yeah. So and actually, when I trained with uh, Raspberry Eight, Dan Strauss, when I first met him in Melbourne, he actually does a thumbless hook grip deadlift because, in his opinion, when you do no gear, you don't even really use your thumb. Right. And at that time, he actually had a bit of a thumb injury, but he's like, "Here's how I work around it. It's way harder to hold, but you're doing this. It's that kind of collar tie. It's more of a kind of it's kind of a wrist strength thing yeah, at that yeah. point, isn't it? And and he was speaking a lot." about he'd learned a lot from uh, arm wrestlers and how so he believed that they had the strongest arms. Makes sense. But he was like, if you really want to work on wrist strength and forearm strength, he believed that arm wrestlers. Because I said, oh, surely rock climbers, right? He's like, nah, arm wrestlers. Oh, wow. I was like, well, okay, cool. Like he, he knows what's up, you know. Yeah. But he was doing like we had a, a fat bar, and this is at the Richmond gym, and he was doing this thumbless deadlift. So hard. Wow, yeah. It's, okay. like, a, it's like a false grip. Uh, for rings, yeah, but you you can't hook your wrist into it. It's yeah, it's so uh, forearm centric. Yeah, right. And I think anyone like you can you can tell the differences like thinking about it from your own training when you're like when you finish like when you when you're in no gi rounds mm. and you know you're gripping hard seat belts front headlocks whatever you're doing you come out of that and like your forearms are so, toast. So you're like pumped. oh my god, and it's. And it's because it's really – it's not so much the fingers. It's more the wrists and the arms. Yeah, isn't butterfly. It? Yeah, even like Gable. even like if you're like arm dragging and stuff, which is you're forming a grip, but it's it's a hook and it's a hook with your wrist and with your arm versus you finish like a hard gi rounds and it's like fingers. Yeah. Like your fingers are wrecked. And obviously that's the fabric thing. But, but that's like – that's where a lot of the load is, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It really is quite different. Yeah, so I, I think even though this might be an oversimplification, we could say that like when you're doing gi gripping, it's a lot more tendon and ligament. Yeah. You know? But when you're doing no gi, it's much more muscular and it's it's very relevant to the elbow. Yeah. You know. So you can once you get those grips locked in, you can kind of not relax, but you can kind of rely on having this epic tendon ligament strength. Whereas in no gi you cannot. Because those muscles will fatigue. They will, and you you will eventually let go. Just so keep staying on that line. I know it's an oversimplification, but sure. in terms of training it, so if someone like, oh, okay, like that's more ligament, that's more muscular. Does it really change much in terms of how we're going to train it? I, I think doing more dynamic gripping will, will be helpful uh, when it comes to uh, doing training for no gi versus uh, gi. So doing something that requires you to close your grip and open it multiple times will help you and then also if you are going to train any kind of isometric strength which i don't don't think you necessarily have to but it's still good training it at the thicker grip will help you because that's appropriate to what you do you you know it's the thing that i don't like about a lot of strength sports like powerlifting and 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 even strongman there's so much equipment 
Dudes are using weight belts. Dudes are using straps. Compression suits. Yeah, all this bullshit. It's like when you do jiu-jitsu, you can't use any of that. Yeah. You've got to rely on your body. You, and so I think it would be good for you to not rely on, you know, don't spend all your time training to have a fully closed grip if you don't use that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. So if we, if we follow that logic to Nogi, a, a good way for you to train your grip dynamically, um, for example, is to be able to do something which requires you to close your grip and then open it. So an exercise that I recently gave to uh, Levi for his program uh, coming into Worlds. Little, which is just little plug there. Full shout out to our guy, Xanadu God, uh, hot contender for, for lightweight this year for Worlds. Uh, is opening like wrist rolls. Yep. So you have the barbell in your fingers, but you let it roll down to the edge of your yep. fingertips and then you roll it all the way back up. Right, and you're curling fingers and wrists. Whole way. Like and arms, forearms resting on a bench. Yeah, yep. and, and, and the eccentric is like, it's actually pretty tough Yeah, because you're not, it's quite dynamic through the forearm. Yeah, it gets that blood pumping. Crazy pump through the forearms. I mean, that guy's already got strong grips, but it's coming up. So... Yeah, I think dynamic gripping and also like I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's just a bit to the side but like plate juggling like someone will have a a 10 kilo plate or if they're really strong 20, 25 kilo plate, uh, 55 pounds for our friends out there Um, and then they will will pick it up and they'll flip it and they'll reek, they'll grab it. But you can just do it by passing it hand to hand. Right. You can do this with a kettlebell, with a dumbbell. Catch. 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 Which is like a pinch grip, isn't it? Pinch grip and that's – Brutal. Having to dynamically stop something from dropping is super tough. Yeah. Rope climbing is probably the best example of like gripping really hard, pulling, gripping really hard, pulling like you would to arm drag or anything else. But we'll get into that next. Okay. So uh, dynamic gripping, I believe, you know, even towing. I really love and I'm skipping ahead, but dragging something. So not just like – we did this drill when I first started jiu-jitsu where you – they do it in judo too where you grab your partner's sleeves, your partner's lying on the ground, and you kind of backpedal and tow them along the ground. Right. And it's that isometric tension. Whereas actually what's harder than that – As in like you grab their sleeves yeah. or their wrists? Yeah, you grab their sleeves. Okay, yeah. And they grab your sleeves but you're pulling them along the mat. Yeah. And it's it's super tough. In the same way you That's can, mad. Fry your grips in the warm-up so that you can't do shit in training. You <laughs> can't even have good training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, pre-fatigue, why not? But what I, I saw something which is super brutal, which is like a, a hanging attachment, which is made out of uh, kimono material. It's a judo thing. It was, yeah. made, it was made by um, Mizuno. Mizuno make really great uh, judo uniforms. And it's so that you've got gi grips for climbing. Oh, wow. Instead of a rope. Yeah, okay. And I mean, it's a bloody... It's a it's a like toughness challenge yeah because it's so tough because you're also holding the material vertically or what you know yeah so it, anyway all I was going to say with that is your ability to grip and regrip is more important in no gi than it is in gi yeah okay so next thing on that let's talk about this because this is interesting we we were we we're going back and forth on this about trying to classify a grip and we couldn't actually find really good information about it yeah I had previously referred to it as a vertical grip because we have our pronated grip which is like if we think about any kind of grip it's kind of thumbs in palms down we have a supinated grip which is like palms up but a vertical grip refers or other classifications we we'd said parallel grip uh, we'd found a nine grip 
inline grip. Yeah. Cylindrical grip was the closest we could find to a classification, which is if you imagine you're either holding someone's wrist or you're holding a rope, you're trying to climb a rope, you're, you're trying to do an arm drag. It's, it's actually a very mechanically weak position for your wrist. And that's because you can't just hook with your fingers. As soon as you do not really squeeze the, the hell out of whatever you're holding, it'll slip out of your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we were looking at different types of ways to train this grip because this is, in my opinion, like if, you, if you're really good at pull-ups, you sling a rope or a towel over that, it, it, is, it is so much harder. Yeah. If you can do 10 pull-ups – you might struggle to get like three or four towel grip pull-ups because of this mechanical disadvantage you've created, but it occurs a lot in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like in nogi, you know, thinking about arm drags or wrist grips, this is primarily what's happening, isn't it? Yeah. You're gripping something that's kind of in line with, with your arm, and so it's, its line of resistance is directly out of your grip. Yeah. Uh, versus, say, if you think about the gi grip, where if I grip your collar – Mm. like my your line of pull out of that is directly into all of my fingers fingers, yeah yeah. so i'm kind of i'm hooked in around the back of of that Mm. yeah that's a really tough one i think man ropes ropes geese great for it but i do find like it is hard to replicate that in the gym isn't it it is well i have thought and uh for any of our woodworking friends out there i'd be get at me it might be a bit weird (laughs) people walk in the jungle there's just limbs hanging off the chin-up bar. <laughs> like, I want an arm. I want a leg and an ankle. I want to practice a figure four pull-up. You know what I mean? I want to catch that foot, like the toe-hold pull-up, you know, just overly jujitsu specific bullshit. But it'd be mad. You walk in, there's just these limbs hanging. You're like, make them real, like real, like flesh tone and a bit of blood on the end. They're like, oh my God. Some are tan, <laughs> some are darker skin. Some of those... We've got so we've got some that I bought years ago. Yeah, we've got the elephant balls, and then we've got the, the those yeah those cylinder. kind of cylinder ones. They're so hard though. Like I've actually tr- I've tried them over the years. Oh, I have got I can't even hang from them. It's brutal. Yeah, like I slip out instantly. Yeah, when I, and I, I I have always considered my grips to actually be pretty weak. No, no, I think your grips decent. I mean, look, think rope climb. I get by. You get by, but no, yeah. I think I think no, no, no. I think Joey's grip is better than he's probably given it credit for. Just the rest of him is so strong in comparison, not so strong. Um, JB Games rope climb, not a problem. Rope climb yeah. right at the end. So yeah. uh, here at Jungle Brothers, uh, there's an annual event which is the JB Games, JB Olympics. It's an awesome event, and uh, at the end, there's an obstacle challenge, and it finishes with a rope climb. Yeah. So you've already done a bit of climbing, you've done a bunch of events, you're already tired. And the idea is that you have to be able to climb the rope. Now, if you're a, a G, you're a gangster at climbing, you'll do no legs. You're not doing any J hook. You're just going. Yeah. If you're real tough, you'll go like L-sit type, stra- straddle, like Bruce yeah. Lee straddle type shit. Yeah. But it's, it's so tough because once you've scaled the rope and you get all the way up, you have to come back down. Yeah. And you're already almost completely pumped out to get to the top. And it is that cylindrical or inline grip, which is so tough. Is so brutal. And it takes a long time for someone to build up to be able to do that. So, uh, for example, I've been training uh, Kainoa, a young up-and-coming blue belt from uh, Gracie Academy, and I've been getting him to do rope pull-ups now. He's good. He can do 10 chest bar pull-ups, no no sweat. So now I'm trying to build up his volume doing rope pull-ups. So having a short piece of rope over the pull-up bar and getting stronger at that. And he is. 
because I don't want to just throw him in and be like, yeah, just climb that rope because it can be quite dangerous. Uh, but at judo, they would say to us after a class when we were smashed, all right, guys, let's get 10 rope climbs. Like, oh, dude. What savage. Are t- what are you talking about? Yeah. It's so tough. But wrestling and judo do a lot of it. Yeah, rope climbs have always been a part of like that old school kind of grappling culture. Yeah, combat conditioning, huh? Yeah. It's interesting for me, like I find I find rope climbs, I don't know what it is, maybe it's because I've also got uh, the second hand sure. that's assisting, Yeah, you know, but I, I find from a grip point of view, like my, just I tire out with pulling before my grips tire. Okay, yeah, right. You know, but if I'm doing some grip specific stuff, like even if I'm doing, trying to do plate flips and stuff, yep. I that shit kills me. Right. You know, which is just fascinating, right? It's, it's yeah. slightly different stimulus. Well, I think it just depends on how much time you spend on it. So if you're someone who's never spent time training your grip, the reason why we're going into so much detail here is it, you can really get into the weeds with this. Like, and the best thing yeah, to do – Yeah, if you follow Raspberry Ape, you can really see someone <laughs> that's like deep down the rabbit hole. Of, yeah, because I – mean, many strength elements, but grip strength is one of his things. Uh, yeah, and, and specifically f- for, for Dan is um, – crushing grip strength that's the thing he prizes because he's really into like tearing decks of cards you know bending nails rolling up frying pans you see this latest thing you just made oh yeah the 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 snap snap down down 3000 yeah it's like this great this iron skull yeah on a spring like a huge spring and he's just just it's great it's so good and it it really it's man shit when you see him because he builds it he there's uh raw form functional like raw form functional fit, I think, is like kind of like his blacksmith-esque friend right. who makes all this really weird exercise equipment. How and cool. he just got in the lab with him and he's like, let's build it. <laughs> and they, they made it. So there's clips of him building it, which is really cool. Yeah, so, I, got a, I got a question please. about my grip strength specifically. Sure. So I've got uh, two fingers that I've injured at JITS over in the last, I don't know, probably 18 months. Yes. Pinky finger and Middle. index finger here. Yeah. And just the classic like jarred it hit it on something i think one was i, I had like kind of like a uh i was like sort of gripping around someone's torso mm. from side control they've like done a big bridge kind of thing and somehow my fingers ended up oh. and they've come down on it not catastrophic injuries just like oh shit that hurt yep. but kept training and whatever however my grip on that hand has been compromised yes Ever since. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm noticing when I'm doing my barber work, I'm like, man, this hand has become so weak. I mean, obviously I want to try and fix like what's going on there, but just in terms of like getting that grip strength back, do you find it a challenge with jiu-jitsu where it is pretty common to get these finger injuries? It is very common and I have a secret from the world of grip strength. There's a very famous, well, within the, you know, going down this rabbit hole of grip strength, there was a very famous guy named Gorner who's a German. And he was renowned for his single arm deadlift. He pulled something crazy like three, like a world record deadlift, but with one hand. Nice. What he used to do, which my Russian coach introduced me to, which is epic, is single finger deadlifts. Right. So you start with your weakest, you just start with the bar and you do a warm up set, pinky deadlifts. Then you go to the next finger and you do your next set, maybe with a little bit more weight. And you work your way up to the fingers. So you do all, all four fingers. Yep. Then you do two fingers and you're putting on more weight and you're doing that. Wow. And you do three fingers. And, and you're and you using, do, using the thumb as well? 
Uh, yeah. With these or is it just yeah, the yeah, finger you're grip? Using, using the thumb. Right, yeah. But it's, it gets quite uncomfortable because you're awkward. kind of jamming the bar in. And, but he, this is how he used to – he used to do huge volume of, of reps all as a warm-up before he would go to his working sets on right. deadlift. But he had crazy tendon and ligament strength to each individual finger and his renown like single-arm snatch, doing a bunch of stuff like that. Right. So – Actually doing individual finger training like isolate is, the digits. is actually done in strongman too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So doing pulls and towing. With it actually your, makes a lot of sense. Like if I just worked on those individual fingers, fingers? it would probably address the imbalance quicker than – But it hurts. Yeah. Because they're your sore fingers, right? You've and jarred it, that finger. Even just bending it hurts, right? And you only got – like you got a little bit of time to train. You're like, I'm going to work on my finger strength. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I want to do some squats or – you know, I'm going to do some bicep curls. Just push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's tough, but literally just like, like anything, if you, you work on your weaknesses, they, they do eventually become strengths. So I think it is totally possible to do. Okay. And since I've been doing um, – I spent a good 12 weeks just doing double overhand, which is very frustrating because my back and hips could take way more weight than my hands could. But once I could do a like kind of 170, 180 double – double overhand grip, which is not very strong in terms of deadlift instead of like a mixed grip or anything else. Once I went back to mixed grip, it was just like, oh, oh easy dang. work. It's so easy. So it's very interesting in that way. Yeah. Now let's go to the next piece, which is underexplored for all of you out there, which is grip health, finger health, elbow health, which does talk to the kind of injury piece. We don't spend enough time in extension so and and you had actually said, Joe, you uh, you've just got some new toys. I did, yeah. I bought so I bought some uh, a couple of Captains of Crush, Ooh, yeah, which are like, I mean, they're the American made like classic grip strength trainers. I was actually looking around on Amazon. You can get like There's non all. Captains of Crush ones way cheaper, and I'm like, these are probably fine. Like they're from yeah. some factory in China, sure. But um, I did what every class first time you buy Captains of Crush. Here's what you do. I did this about. Eight years ago, you go to their website or wherever, you know, I get them from, uh, is it Iron Mind? Iron Mind, yeah. Oh, no, Grip and Lift, which is an Aussie website. Okay, sure. And uh, they go, Captain's of Crush, here they are. There's like seven different ones. And then they're like, you know, beginner. And then they're like Sport, sports, a trainer, trainer. And there's like level one, level one and a half, two. And you're like looking and it's like level eight. And level eight is like four. Been closed, yeah, like by four people. There's only on four people. It's a, it's a level four. It's only ever been closed by four people. Right. You're looking at that and you're like, oh, wow, that'd be cool. And so naturally as someone who considers yourself pretty strong, you're like, well, I'll just go back from that a little bit <laughs> and I'll get that one and I'll just build up to it. No. And what you end up with is a captain's a crush that you try. It comes out of the box. You try and you're like, I cannot. And then it goes in the drawer and you never f- you with see, it again. Right? Yeah. And so I've got, a, I've got a two and a half in the garage. Oh, bro. And I think at one point like I, I was gonna, it was in my bag to donate. Yep. Somewhere. And I was like, no, take it out like one day. One day. One day if I just work on it. So eight years later, finally, I was like, I'm just going to swallow my ego and buy a couple of the lower level captains of Crush. Yeah. So I got them coming, but I also got some finger bands right. for extension. And so like for, for the uninitiated, you know, all this gripping work is closing your hand and closing your wrist. What we're talking about now is going the opposite direction. So it's expanding the grip and it's building strength on the opposite side of the fingers, wrists, and forearms. Extensors, yeah, yeah, you need that. And, yeah, shout out to my, my man, Seamus Hayes. He had got me into a good habit. He said, if you're in the car, this is for those of you who drive stick or manual, to have a very large, thick rubber band, like they're like that kind of dark red, brown, you know, 
you, you, you can just get them at a, a Home Depot or a, a supplies, office supplies Home joint. Home Depot. Yeah, true. Do we have that in Australia? No, <laughs> but 50% of our listeners are in America. I'm trying to talk right to our people. Jade. Did I see you at the Walmart on the weekend? <laughs> Bro, I was there. <laughs> Just keep so, it authentic, fam. Right, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to speak to our people. They're like, it. we don't have Bunnings. Yeah. What the bunnings? hell are you talking about? Yeah. So he would be sitting there at the lights and he would put the band around his fingers and the, the more to the extremity it is, the weaker it'll be. Yeah. And you bring it kind of the, down a knuckle, it gets easier. The only thing with those is if you bring it too far in, you go like that, it just snaps around your wrist. Right. There's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot where you can stay working. And so whenever he would be stopped at lights, he'd do like 10, 15 reps on one side. 10 feet reps on the other. That's it. And that's how he got his volume in when he was like – And I was like, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. Um, and the other thing on this, which, which you know, we end up with these gnarled, wrecked fingers, is massage. Like people – I mean, you know, some people are like, don't touch me. I just have to grind my face into another man's groin. But if you massage me and I relax, no. So – it actually, hurts. yeah, actually getting work done on your hand because people get like foot massages, they get the calves done, whatever. But very rarely, if you talk to any grappler, you're like, oh, have you had treatment on your forearms or have you had a treatment on your hands? Because one of the most brutal spots is like the thumb pad and then right in there between the index finger and the thumb. Right. It's tough. gross. Yes. Those, small, those small muscles and, oh. and connective tissue, they, they, they sting when you oh, get them, don't they? A deep terrible ache but what happens is like you get the treatment you're like oh wow oh i don't have that elbow pain oh wow my fingers aren't aching every <laughs> other minute yeah so people are like, oh i've got arthritis it's like no you've just got really tight tissues and 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 you know maybe your joints are inflamed but it doesn't mean you necessarily have arthritis so same thing up in the forearm right like mm. up in the uh extensors up here yeah like there's a spot there that i know I can grab on any grappler, like I can just give a little massage to any grappler and they'll be like, oh, like it's, it's horrible and I can do it Buckles. to myself. Buckles them. Yeah, and it's like, man, that's, that's indicative of something, right? Like that's mm. us collectively having an imbalance in our elbows. Yeah, definitely. And this elbow health piece is also thinking about how you move, like not just your hands but moving your elbows, triceps. So I, I read this ages ago. I had the Elite FTS handbook about conjugate training. So we won't go deep into that, but this is from Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons. And a lot of what they would do to help remedy elbow issues is tricep work, extension work, and a huge volume of tricep work. Not, not for the sake of just having huge, huge triceps, but to just balance out how much tension was through the inside, through the bicep, through the forearm, from gripping so hard all of the time. And, uh, yeah, they, they were like, oh, yeah, you've got to do at least three sets of 20 on tricep extensions, like, all the time. That was to try and stop their guys from getting, like, tennis elbow. Because so what, what, what lifts were or what exercises were they doing primarily that was working? Well, they're doing super heavy rows, right. deadlifts, yeah. super heavy pulls, like whether it be a pull down or a pull up. Yeah, okay. Like, develop their back because, yeah. you know, you've got to have a really big, strong back to be a power lifter. So, so uh, a point on that for folks who are – who are less initiated with it, you basically have two sides of your joint, yeah, right? And so if you just work one side of it, like JT was saying, these guys are doing a lot of rowing-based stuff and you could, you could equate that to grappling. Very much where so. Where we're really doing a lot of pulling. It's, it's in here, so it's strengthening um, this side of the forearm, biceps, all this stuff, the back. 
a good way to like if you're doing that and you're not working any of the other side, you end up with imbalance, and this usually leads to injuries of some kind, right? Yeah, soreness, tendonitis, that kind of thing. So if you work the other side, you keep things balanced, and, and this is where the strength training piece, because it's like, well, you grapple, that's what you love doing, mm. but grappling on it in its like by itself will cause this imbalance. So you got to do a bit of gym work to balance that shit out. Definitely. And, and another thing we've talked about is uh, probably not in as much detail as we could which is putting your hands on the ground. It's kind of interesting because we're a ground-based art, but when you get... The ground lot, is my ocean. Oh, something like that, and no one is a shark. <laughs> I'm a gummy shark. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where it's a shark that's like beached and it says the ground is my ocean and it's just a shark <laughs> struggling to breathe? <laughs> anyway, BJJ humor. What is interesting to me is trying to get jiu-jitsu people to do push-ups. Because a lot of people struggle to get into extension because they're so tight. That way they're like, ah. Yeah. Oh. That's my wrist. Yeah, but if you get them to do like a knuckle push-up, their wrist is neutral. They're like, oh, yeah, I can, I can manage that. They've usually got enough strength in their pec or their shoulder, but specifically to the wrist, they have not got the range. Yep. So a lot of the warm-ups we do here before we start our open mat or even just in general before we all have a roll, we kind of get, get the hands on the mat, do some circles. And we've done – we've talked about this kind of infinitum, but – Basically, if you do not spend time opening up in this way, you'll get to a point where, yeah, you are strong, but then you get tighter than you are strong, and then you're in pain, and it's very hard for you to be strong when you're in pain. Yeah. So this idea of doing contra or contrast stuff, stuff that works the opposite muscles, is just to restore health. Yeah. And if you really want to be strong through some muscles, they need to be recovered, they need to be healed – so in the same way, if you think about when you're doing a tricep extension, when you're straightening your arm, this is a stretch for bicep and forearm, and that actually allows more blood to get in there. And that means it heals. Oxygen gets in there, protein gets in there. Yeah. You're saying that strength training can have therapeutic benefits, JT? Allegedly. Don't put me on record. I don't want us to get cancelled. But Being a Chad is good for your health. Oh, bro. I can't believe <laughs> someone called us Chads. Do they? Oh, we get called yeah. that shit all the time. Two, two chads flexing their ears. <laughs> That's what someone said. I was like, I'll take Can't that. hear you, bro. That's too much collie in here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Great compliment. Thank you. So when we break it all down, if you are a gi player and that's all you want to do, then definitely you can look to certain movements that will train, which will help you get stronger with a fully closed grip. But if you're a purely a no-gi person and you want to specialize in that, training your grip, with a not fully closed grip and doing more dynamic gripping, that should accelerate you too. Definitely consider the idea of a cylindrical grip or an inline grip will really push you and that will help you for both. But this is the kind of the least trained thing that we do. But then also have a routine, whether it's getting a massage, using the lacrosse ball and just doing some basic stretches will go a long way to actually making your grip stronger. So... There it is, fam. That's the thoughts. Follow along on my Captain's Across journey too as oh. Joey becomes number five to close the level four. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And, of course, if you want help with your greater strength training, bulletproofofbjj.com, jump in, take a free trial. You've got one week. You can use all of our programs, guaranteed to build a body for BJJ. See you there.